What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. For our first question, Ryan Hammond asks, what our favorite moments from the new Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer were? And we're still riding high off of that. We're filming this on May 4th. Happy Star Wars Day, everyone, even though it's Saturday now while you're watching this. Star Wars uh, week. I think, I think you know my favorite part of the trailer. Well, yeah, so the only part that made you clap and point at the screen. <laughs> yeah, I clapped. I clapped when I saw them, the, the Purge Troopers. It was like a, I was right clap, though. You were like, I think I think I was wrong. I think people kept asking uh, in previous Q&As even if we would see Purge Troopers, and I was like, I don't think so. I feel like they would have shown them uh, so in the was, previous trailer. It was an I was wrong clap. It was a, an I'm so glad I was wrong clap. Mm. Uh, I was just so excited to see more of that stuff, more video game and comic stuff that it's like yeah if the inquisitors are going to be here yeah we should see fortress inquisitorious and you know what we should see purge troopers and i'm glad that they're going that route uh and i'm glad i was wrong because i just thought you know they're showing stormtroopers following the fifth brother around so i was like i guess no purge troopers and i think i said like that might have been too much for people like too much new stuff mm. at, at one time but yeah i'm so psyched that they're they're in the trailer so that one little like thing of them walking out with the third sister made me clap and point <laughs> and molly was like that's that's what got you hyped <laughs> yeah well i had just woken up literally from a deep sleep uh when i was watching this so i spent the, i spent the first couple of seconds like trying to adjust my eyes but i think my favorite part of the trailer is still owen's line to obi-wan about training his fought like you mean how you trained his father, meaning Anakin. Ah, oh, that's such a gut punch. That's what most people seem to really love about the trailer. I do too. Uh, but it was trending on mm -hmm. on Twitter. It said like, it was like all caps, like you trained his father. That was trending today. <laughs> Just what a powerful line. So that that was one of my favorite parts. And I think the other part... Like most people, is just seeing those little tidbits of Vader, mm -hmm. his arms being put on, yeah. and his voice box. Yeah, thingy. that was great. His voice box. <laughs> his... I don't know what that is. Like little power box. I don't control know. Control box. I'm not sure. I should find out what all those f switches do. Control panel. Yeah, uh, that's where he, his roller skates come out. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And just, you know, seeing Obi-Wan kind of react to the sound of the breathing at the very, very end. Yeah, I can't decide if that's trailer trickery or not. If he really is like, oh, no, Vader's behind me. Or if that's just a cool shot that they're... Even if it is trailer trickery, I don't mind. Yeah. I, I like what they're trying to convey here. And it's it's very cool. Did you like this trailer more than the first one? Yes. I did too. There, I don't know. I guess it was the whole Grand Inquisitor thing in the first one where it did feel a little bit like, oh, a little jarring. That looks different. Nothing like that popped out at me this time. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it is because we were used to the Grand Inquisitor. And I think they did that on purpose. They were like, people might like be upset about this. So let's just rip that bandaid off and show <laughs> them. And now we're like, yep, whatever is what it is. Mm -hmm. That's like the cycle of fandom. I do think it's funny that everyone was reacting. Like, a lot of people really love the Owen confrontation, and I do too. But my favorite part was, like, the little Easter egg lore thing. Like, that's just 
it's just weird to me that that's what I liked. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, something about this new trailer made the stakes feel even higher. Like, uh, when the third sister says she wants every low life and bounty hunter going after Obi-Wan, it's like, oh, man. Like, this is this is another situation when we saw in Mandalorian when all of those tracker things lit up and oh, everybody yeah, yeah. was going after Mando. It's kind of a similar situation where she wants everybody going after obi-wan to try to find him i feel like there's something personal between her and obi-wan like the way she screams his name i don't know i think they knew each other back when they were jedi and that there's there's i kind of hope so but i I won't be upset if they didn't me neither but i don't just the way that she seems to be treating him it feels like this is more than just a random jedi hunt Mm -hmm. um yeah good trailer In honor of Doctor Strange 2, Brandon Velasquez wants to know if Star Wars will or should ever do a multiverse. I don't think it will or should. I don't really either. Like, there's like a little bit of wiggle room for me, you know, when it comes to stuff like Star Wars Visions, that that could be considered a multiverse situation, or, you know, Legends could be considered a multiverse situation thing so like for me those are kind of like multiverses yes i agree with that i I think i i don't know what people exactly what their expectations are when they're talking about multiverses these days i guess in my mind uh brandon is asking should they ever like collide into each other uh, the way no yeah that's like generally a bad idea as we're (laughs) seeing right now in marvel (laughs) yeah but like from a story standpoint like i don't think Okay, I'm going to break my own rule just for the sake of it. Like, this is not how the world between worlds works. Let's get that out of the way. But (laughs) I don't think Mara Jade should ever walk out of a world between worlds portal being like, how did I get here? Like, Mm -hmm. no, let's not do that. Marvel's got the multiverse thing going on. And that's also a comic book thing. So I I think, I don't know, it makes a little more sense for Marvel, in my opinion. I don't want it to happen with Star Wars because... I mean, I feel like we barely scratched the surface of just what Star Wars can be, especially on screen. Mm-hmm. We've been so fixated on like the same 60-year time period for most storytelling, and now the High Republic is breaking out of that. I think we're going to see more and more. So I'd rather just keep expanding just this one timeline uh, before we start doing multiverse stuff. Yeah. There's like one specific scenario that i think would work well in a multiverse situation and that's if uh leia had been trained instead of luke kind of how yoda originally wanted it according to the certain Mm -hmm. point of view books that would be a cool story just to see those roles swapped um I'm but, what if scenarios I'm down for. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking. Like uh, to bring in an entire multiverse of you know millions of different what if scenarios would be a lot for fans to take in, uh, and I don't know that it would work for Star Wars like it's working for Marvel. Agreed. Mr. J D Rice asks if we'll ever have to split the complete canon timeline into multiple parts. I don't really think so. I wanted to bring that up just because we were talking about the trailer. And how we both woke up to a trailer drop. And I don't know why I wasn't expecting it. I think just to keep my expectations down so I wouldn't be disappointed if nothing happened on May 4th. But 
I was like waking up as if, you know, today's going to be easy and great and there's no work to be done. Like the Canon timeline is finished. And then I looked at my phone and I was like, oh man, <laughs> wake up, Molly. We got to go. <laughs> it's go time. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for A, uh, watching the Canon timeline. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, I work really hard on it every year. It's over an hour long. And yeah, it's only going to get longer. So will I ever split it up? I don't think so. I kind of like the idea that it just keeps getting <laughs> really, really long. Yeah. The only scenario that I see him having to split it up is if our computer just can't handle processing how long it could potentially get, because your computer did have a tough time with this one. It did. Uh, I think I think we're a ways off from that. I think, you know, an upgrade for the computer would solve that problem, I hope. <laughs> uh but I, I think we're a ways off from ever having to split it into two mega parts. Yeah. No, I don't think splitting it up would be would benefit it really at all. Because, you know, the, someone could start it from a, a different point and not realize that there was a first part. You know, there's always the potential for that. But, I don't know, we have some ideas for, uh, for next year's. I have... To- specifically some ideas i I have a couple ideas as well um i i think that and they're like along the different lines i don't want to get it like (laughs) mine is more how to make the images more exciting and you have i don't even want to talk about yours because i I like it so much (laughs) i have ways of uh getting more people involved i'll just say that yeah yeah i think that's fun um i i think i'll probably wind up doing timelines of different eras like when the high republic finishes up at least the the three phases that'll probably be a timeline video where i can really focus on those characters because like i was struggling to include all of the main characters in this video instead of just kind of talk about it on a larger level Mm -hmm. i was like i realized you know i haven't mentioned Keeve Trinis, who is the star of the High Republic comics, and I barely mentioned Wreath Silas, who I really like. I don't think I mentioned Geode once, which is a crime, and I'm just now realizing it. In the arms of the angel. Ooh. Uh, take it down. I gotta take it down and start over. <laughs> that's that's a big miss. Oh no. It's a no for me. <laughs> Alex Ward wants to know if we'll get any announcements at Celebration, or will it all be covering stuff that's already been revealed? Kind of like I said about not expecting anything for May 4th. That's how I'm going into Celebration, trying not to expect a whole lot of new stuff, but I still feel myself fighting that, like, uh, I think they're gonna say something. I think we're gonna get some new announcement. Not a ton, but something. I feel pretty much the same way. I'm, I didn't get my hopes up for today, and I was pleasantly surprised with the Obi Wan trailer. And I'm not getting my hopes up for Celebration. I'm just gonna assume we're getting, you know, updates on stuff that we already know. But like, if there's a time and place to make a big announcement, a big surprise announcement, it's at Celebration. You know, it's they haven't really given us a whole lot about you know the other live action shows that are in the works uh or the films for that matter so i think celebration is a good place to do that yeah i mean it's the perfect place for it so there's so much that they're covering already that i'm like 
I'm already excited about that to learn more about Kenobi, even though the that next night we're going to uh, see the first two episodes and learn about Andor and hopefully some of the other stuff we know is in the works, like Lando or the Acolyte or Ahsoka. Um, but yeah, I do kind of hope that they make some announcement probably on that Thursday panel. That's the only panel I'm expecting announcements on. Tales of the Jedi is kind of an announcement, but they they pre-announced it. <laughs> yeah. Like, we know that's coming. I think there's a Visions panel. Wouldn't be surprised if they say, like, hey, season two is coming. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Eli is do or do not seven asks if we'll see the Indiana Jones 5 trailer at the Lucasfilm Studios showcase panel. You know, that's interesting. <laughs> now, I hold on now. Now, hold that's, on. That's a... Uh... I hadn't thought about the fact that it is called the Lucasfilm Studio panel. Like, it's a showcase. It doesn't say Star Wars. I don't, I still don't think we will. Because this is Star Wars Celebration. And it's like, yeah, Indiana Jones is, I almost consider it Star Wars adjacent with Lucasfilm. They might even throw in a little bit about the Willow series. Like, we don't have a release date for that other than it says uh, 2022. Mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. So I do think there's room for them to tack on some of that stuff and be like, hey, by the way, Willow's going to drop here. And who wants to see a, an Indiana Jones 5 teaser? Like, yeah, yeah, I'd lose my mind. I don't know if everyone else at Star Wars Celebration <laughs> would, but if we had a little mini indie celebration, I'd be down. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if whatever day that panel is on, that trailer just drops for the internet and then they play it at the panel like on the big screen mm-hmm. for everybody so it would have already been out like the big reveal would maybe wouldn't have been at celebration that's one scenario and then the other would be yeah it would be like a surprise only the people at the panel would have seen it yeah but it probably still would come out for the public soon after that because people are going to record stuff from their phones and <laughs> release it So I can't decide if that would be a good idea or not because, you know, it's Star Wars Celebration. And I I do feel like there would be some people that would be like, what are we doing talking about Indiana Jones right now? This is Star Wars Celebration. It's not what I came for. But (laughs) uh, they they have lumped Indiana Jones uh, news into like the Star Wars show before. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I am curious about the Willow series because Lucasfilm has that and Andor and The Mandalorian coming out this year still and The Bad Batch season two. So, like, how is this all going to fit in six months? Where is it all going to go? In our brains. <laughs> in my eyes. On to YouTube questions. Son of Kratusk asks if Luke and Leia will ever meet their relatives on Padme's side of the family. I think they will. I also kind of think they have. Uh, they did in Legends. I will throw that out there. Uh, the fact that Leia in the Poe Dameron comics has some of Padme's wardrobe makes me think that she knows where she came from. Well, she definitely knows who her mother was, obviously. Uh, So I think they probably would have reached out to other family members. Yeah, I don't see why not. I feel like Leia more so than Luke would, if if it were going to be one or the other, I think Leia would have been the one to have met them uh, just because Luke was on Tatooine for a while and then he was off being a Jedi. So. Yeah, it does seem like he's just kind of going off doing his own thing uh, as of the Mandalorian. So yeah, Leia seems like the type to be like, oh, my mom was a politician. Like, I want to go meet 
her family, my family, and learn more about her. Yeah, I think that would be an interesting story to tell somewhere down the line, especially, you know, after reading all the Queen's uh, books from E.K. Johnston. That's That feels like, to me, a story that they could give her to tell. Yeah, like Queen's Legacy or something mm-hmm. like that. Agent W wants to know if Ray ever had a rank in the Resistance military. Yeah, so... Like the ones they were given out all willy-nilly in the original trilogy. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, Luke was a commander. Mm-hmm. Anakin was a general. So did Ray ever hold a rank? As far as I know, she did not. I think she was probably just... Her rank was Jedi, I guess. Jedi in training. Uh, yeah. She, yeah, she was a Jedi, and she was training under Leia's tutelage. Uh, but you got, you got, we got two generals with Finn and Poe, so she was probably like, I'll let those two bozos handle that stuff <laughs> with I, their with their fancy titles. I can use the force. I, I don't recall ever seeing her, you know, commanding forces. She's always working with Poe and Finn and Rose, some mixture of uh, that Rose, crew. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't really think we've ever seen her having to give commands to forces. I think she she was probably a lot like Darth Vader in the Imperial military. Like, he has our respect, she has our respect, and uh, even though he's not part of the Imperial military, she's not maybe officially part of the Resistance rank and file, mm-hmm. we're still going to listen to her. I mean, Poe called her the greatest fighter that they had. She's... You know, whatever the good guy version of Lord, I guess, because they would they called Vader Lord Vader. Oh, I was like the singer. <laughs> no, <laughs> but like you know the the Empire called Vader Lord Vader. Mm. That was kind of his title. They didn't call him Darth Vader or Darth. So whatever the good guy version of that is, <laughs> Lady or Jedi, I don't know. Lady Lady Skywalker would be a cool way of of putting it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think she had an official rank, but also the resistance while she was part of it was not huge. So who knows what their structure was like? I mean, yeah, Poe just threw the title general to to Finn because he wanted to. It's not... (laughs) Code generals. Yeah. (laughs) They're code generals. Ivan DeGreese asks, which of the Jedi Masters we think voted not to kick Ahsoka out of the Order? I kind of think... The only one to vote against it, I hope he did, was Obi-Wan. Not Plo Koon. Plo Koon I can see, but even he... I'm, I'm, I kind of chose this question because we just recently watched this Do arc. we know what the vote was? No. Okay. We just know the result. Uh, so we just watched this arc, and at the end, when all of the Jedi are being really like condescending and trying to paint everything that happened as something good like mace windu being like oh well the force works in mysterious ways and this was your great trial and Mm -hmm. uh no apology or anything plo koon was kind of in on that and was even chiming in along those lines and i was like man you i I would hope that obi-wan and plo koon would be the two that didn't vote against her yeah but i don't know i don't have complete faith that he didn't I think Obi-Wan is a good choice for that because, you know, we, we see how Anakin reacts to everything and how he's, you know, pretty vil- vigilant about trying to prove everybody wrong about Ahsoka and, like, trying to fix things. 
um, Obi-Wan wants to do all those same, same things, but he's kind of forcing himself to hold back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the one thing that he can do as part of the Jedi Council at this point is to offer up his vote. And he's the only one when Tarkin is like, we need you to kick her out of the order so that she can have an actual Republic trial. And Obi-Wan's like, surely we're not going to do that. And everyone else is like, no, we're going to do that. <laughs> and so that that's the one Jedi Master on the council that I'm like, Obi-Wan did what was right, did what he could for the most part. Did what he could, Didn't probably didn't do enough. I mean, none of them really did enough. Yeah. And I think Yoda voted against her because we haven't gotten back to these episodes, but I remember in season six, he has a moment, like a vision with Ahsoka. And I'm like, that dude feels guilty. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he'd feel guilty regardless, but I guess I'm bestowing extra guilt on him because I think he probably voted against her. Yeah. When you're alive for that long, you know, you, you probably learn different ways of, of dealing with guilt. So I'm sure he had guilt about it, but got really good at not showing it after a while. <laughs> I mean, his arc in season six is kind of about his transition from who he was in the Clone Wars to who he is in the original trilogy. Carmen wants to know what we think about some fans' concerns that Obi-Wan Kenobi is currently rated at a 9-plus age rating, which is the lowest of any Disney Plus show so far. Yeah, I think we're a little out of date on this. We we haven't quite caught up with the times, but I think about a week ago, the rating for Obi-Wan Kenobi came out on Disney Plus, and it was like, age is 9 and up. Mm. And some people were not happy about that i super don't think it matters at all <laughs> like it yeah. star wars up until revenge of the sith was pg so like are are those movies just not as good because they're pg and not pg 13 no like it doesn't matter i mean lucasfilm doesn't choose the the age rating on these things that's kind of more of a disney side Uh, I don't even know if it's a Disney. I don't know how TV ratings work, but I think that's a good point. Well, it would have to be Disney because the only place it's airing is Disney Plus. Ah, okay. So, yeah, see, I don't know if, like, the MPAA comes in and reviews... I think Disney probably has their own version of that, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's a good point, is that Lucasfilm didn't come in going, like, okay, we're going to make a 9-plus aged series about obi-wan i think they made the series and then disney or whoever looked at it and they were like age is nine and up certainly if they're making the bad batch or uh tales of the jedi is animated something like that i'm sure they're going into it with like a okay here's our age range we have to keep in mind um but i think for obi-wan kenobi they're probably (laughs) making just another star wars film or story mm-hmm. live action just the way they have since 2015 yeah now i do think that this probably means we aren't going to get too many very violent scenes which if you're expecting that i don't you're you're looking up the wrong tree i think for really violent scenes but you know stuff like this the the obi-wan show is like the closest thing to a big uh, you know, everybody knows these characters, almost a, a theatrically released film thing in a while for Star Wars. So, of course, they want to make it, you know, as as all ages as they possibly can. 
yeah i just i don't think we're going to watch this and feel the age rating like i couldn't have told you what the mandalorian or the book of boba fett what they were rated at i didn't know that the book of boba fett had a lighter rating than the mandalorian and still we saw someone get cut in half with the darksaber in that so like I, i don't i don't think this matters at all and people who are concerned about it it's like just just wait and watch the thing it doesn't i don't know that just reeks to me of something that someone is like looking for a reason to be upset yeah i mean if if it's violence that you want like i said i don't think you're going to get it in any of these star wars shows and like come come out of something like this and be like oh well it just wasn't violent enough right (laughs) like I don't. I haven't heard that from anybody. I yeah. I don't think I've ever heard someone come out of a Star Wars film like oh, it wasn't gory enough or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure like it's gonna have some intense moments, and you know we are we already know that somebody gets hanged. It yeah. probably happens off screen, but still, it's there. So I'm sure we'll see plenty of juicy action stuff. But yeah, I mean like Owen and Baru. I I saw Owen and and Baru as charred corpses way too young, frankly. Uh, But that was in a PG film. To be fair, PG-13 didn't exist yet. But still, like, I don't know. Ratings have always been such a mess and they don't matter. That's all the time for questions we have today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.